tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is October the 12th, 2014. I hope you're having a great day, and I think we're finally at a place where we are going to actually experience this season, better known as winter, something that many of us, especially those of us in the South, haven't had a taste of yet. But a cold front has come in, and while I was at the park today wanting to work out, what did Mother Nature do? Well, I guess it's a blessing and a curse. She bought in the rain and dropped the temperature about 15 degrees in less than 30 minutes. So if that's a sign, I don't know if that means we're in for a long winter, but it's time to bundle up and put the hot pants away unless you're just a freak. Speaking of freaks, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Here's what we're going to talk about tonight. Many of you are dating a man at this very moment, and you're wondering why in the heck is this relationship going some kind of way, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Oh, let me, uh, producer, could you do something about audio? I think I want to get a better feed. Hang on just a second, you guys. Okay, that's better. Now, with that said, what I was uh, talking about is many of you, right in this very season of your life, is dating some guy. Great guy, relationship, you guys go to the picture show. Okay, that means the movies. I'm just being silly. Somebody's going to the picture show. Are they playing a damn piano in there when the movie starts? Never mind. But some of you are even married to a guy that still hasn't committed to you, and we're really going to talk about that a little later. But for the most part, you have waited You've been celibate. You have been prayerful. You've done everything under the sun waiting to get this particular man in your life, and now he is there. He's uh, Boris Kojo on a budget. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. I went and saw that movie, Addicted. I'm telling you, go see that movie, Addicted. And some of y'all that are just ratchet don't be talking about, I have an addiction. It's kind of like liquor. No, you're just a freak. That does not apply to you, but perhaps maybe it would. But go see that movie. It's really, really deep, and I think it can impact you. But the truth is, you are dating this guy. You cannot figure out for the life of you what is it that you have to do, what pair of panties do you have to go buy, How high do your heels have to go? How much money do you need to loan him? What can you do to make this man see you? Well, by the end of this show this evening, I promise you, 
he will not only see you, he's going to feel you, and better yet, he's really going to appreciate you. But there's some things that you have to do. And with that said, we're going to start talking about those things. First, ladies, let me share a truth with you that many of you don't know. Men love far deeper than women. I'm not talking about that little boy you date and that happens to be grown with pubic hair that drives a car and has a job. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about real men and real men that get in relationships and have had them fail. Real men, decent guys who have been married and got cheated on, uh, been some woman married them because they had a money, had a house, had a name, caught a ball, threw a ball, shot a ball, whatever. Um, those guys, when those relationships are over, they don't get to see their kids like they used to. And, and many guys, especially some of us guys that are pretty decent fathers, and there are a lot of us that are decent fathers, but once the relationship and the integrity get stabilized, we don't know how to do that. We really don't. We don't know how to separate you from the kids. So foolishly, we withdraw from you as well as the kids. And I know that I'm not making excuses for men, ladies. I am truly not making excuses for men. But here is the truth. Most men, good men, when they give, break up, um, they just don't know what to do. We we don't we're just as lost as as a blind as a blind eagle. I mean, you could imagine the eagle being blind and flying and crashing into stuff and flying into the uh, mountainside when it's trying to feed its young. But that's the truth. It's uh, it's hard on men. It's hard on good men. And what we never know. And I always tell people: look at the story behind the person. And ask yourself, okay, what is it I don't know about him? You know, what has he been through in his life that perhaps has made him this way? I'll be the first to tell you I'm a baggage-having dude myself, right? I, and when I say I have some baggage, girlfriend, I got some baggage. And, and some of my fellows that are listening right now, you may be sitting there playing a macho role, but this woman needs to know you're a human being because um, without it, how can she connect to you? How can and ladies, he's just because he's got those muscles, just because he ate a can of spinach and can whoop Bluto and what have you. You know he's not Popeye. He's not a superhero. He's a guy, and guys have issues just like you do. As a matter of fact, we have more. And 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 here's some of where it comes from. Some men who grew up in a two-parent household, they saw daddy be one way and mommy be another. And I'm talking about 40-year-old men. I am not talking about the 20-somethings, but this applies to them too. I'm talking about 50-year-old men. They got that stamp of this is how it should be in their head. And it's not because the man is necessarily uh, walking, dragging his knuckles stuck in prehistoric times, but the older we get and the more we believe this script and we look at it and say, well, but my mom and daddy are still married and they've been married 50 years. And some of you ladies are doing that same thing. And you're looking at your parents' model and you're trying to onboard that situation into your life. Like my girl says on the commercial, that's not how any of this works. That's not how this works. Same thing again. 
you don't know between three and seven years old, and if you're one of my clients, you're loving this right now because you feel smarter than everybody, don't you? But at between three and seven, that's when we get our view of what male and female gender roles look like and how they should look. So if the only man that your man saw was a woman running around with a mustache looking like a dude, well, you know, no wonder he can't really embrace what he's supposed to do. If the only male role model he saw was an alcoholic, a churchaholic, or a pimp, or the dope man, or a controlling man that was insecure, a man that did the right things, he went to work every day. He put meals on the table. He bought panties and drawers and bought food and, you know, even every now and then got lucky and bought a block of government cheese. Isn't that some nasty stuff? Speaking of government cheese, whatever happened to that? I guess they finally realized that you can't eat that crap. But the the bottom line is good men are looking at these dysfunctional role models, and they're going, what do I do? Nobody, You'd be surprised. In my practice, and I have a very – I have a practice that I see everything from young ex-pro athletes to old black dudes that – Love fried chicken, and, and I'm talking about backs and necks. I mean, you know, country brothers, but I have them all in my office. I have the young Anglo super lawyer that's, you know, just made partner in a firm on, on Wall Street, and I have Shaniqua that used to be a stripper that's trying to make it as a reality star. I have all of these people, and I'm telling you that all of us, yes, I'm throwing me in there too. I'm just as, as vulnerable as you are. We are looking at what someone else showed us is this is what a man should do. Daddy cuts the yard. Daddy gets the big piece of chicken. Daddy hugs mommy on Sunday and kisses her on the cheek. We never saw daddy hold hands and say, baby, I love you. We didn't see daddy when he was, um, well, I, I don't, well, maybe some of y'all did. That's what's wrong with some of y'all. Some of y'all's parents left the door open. I need to tell y'all that story one day about me and Melvin and my mom and dad in Arkansas, the family reunion. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell it before I get into this because this is funny. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm Melvin and I are like uh, 10 years old and 11 years old. It's my cousin. And, you know, we're staying, we go to this family reunion out in the country in Arkansas. And uh, I, we, st- we were staying with one of the relatives that's country. Now, let me tell you how country it was. They slept with the door open, and a damn squirrel ran through the house. I swear to God, at night, I didn't even know squirrels would be up that time of night. But my uncle, who had been drinking moonshine, and yes, I do mean moonshine, not uncle, cousin. He was in there, and all you could hear in the back room was, oh, Charles, oh, Charles, get it, baby, get it, baby. And, and now, this is so funny. Mon Hester was about as holy as holy could get. She was, if you look up black woman, that's a saint praying, that's her picture in the dictionary. And my dad, likewise, was a very prayerful Christian man. So about after 20 minutes of this, oh, hell, come on now. Come on. And and Amy Hester said, Melvin, (laughs) Derek. Y'all, y'all want some tea cakes? I mean, you know, she's trying to cover up for my uncle, but that's not the funny part. The funny part is when he walks in through the house, butt naked, sweating, talking about, oh, hell, I forgot y'all was here. Anyway, just 
picture it if you don't get it. Had you been there, it was funny as hell. Anyway, back to this thing. So some of us, if you can imagine growing up with that food for your parent, I mean, you know what I'm saying, and you're a little boy, a little girl, you probably have some real strange views of how men and women should act in the presence of other people. You know, I've had people in my office that found out, you know what, my parents put on a show every time they went to Luby's, went to Wyatt's, went to Big Mama Nim house, went to go see Annie Nim. But when they came back home, they didn't even communicate. But while they were out, they, we were all the Brady Bunch, right? Now, how can, just ask yourself, how can someone who that's their template, that's what they saw between four and seven, really understand how to be connected and intimate with you. Isn't that deep? Something to think about, huh? Now, here's the other deal, and and I'm telling you, if you're one of my clients, stop getting the big head because when, you know, when I work with couples or individuals, we do this family assessment and we look at gender and we look at where did we get our uh, views and beliefs and modeling from, okay? So that's what I'm doing with you right now. I'm giving you probably some free therapy. You might want to rewind this about eight times and, and write down what I'm telling you about yourself. But between 9 and 13, we go from being these little androgynous people as children to really identifying with our gender and our sexuality. You know, some of y'all, some of y'all is really kind of weird, started way before that. But anyway, at, uh, by the time you were 9 to 13, you went from not having any boobs to having hips and breasts. You went from not having pubic hair to your face, voice getting a little deeper and people noticing that you actually were getting muscular, you know. And, and what happens when we connect with that first person? Do they reject us? Do they make fun of us? Or some of us even miss the connection, and here's why we miss the connection. We miss the connection quite simply because we are not. Um, how can I? How can I say this? We are not available to be a child because we're helping mom and them change diapers. We had to work. You don't know, like I said that man's origin, just like he doesn't know yours, but it pays to do so. And, you know, this is way too deep for an hour plus something show to go into tonight. But what I want you to do right now is just onboard it and go, okay, so you mean to tell me between three and seven, somebody could have got him on track or screwed him up. So you're saying now between nine and 13, that first girl that made fun of him and told him how big his nose was or how little his you-know-what was messed him up in the mind. The first person that everybody thought he was cute, everybody was always singing his praises because he could sing or play an instrument or was a great athlete. Hmm. Maybe he was a little over-validated, and now he's grown into a selfish ass as an adult. And then between 14 and 18, we do one of two things with what happened between 9 and 13. We either confirm it by, you you know you're a hoe, so you become one. And some of y'all still practicing whoredom, you know, male and female. Or someone tells you how wonderful you are, and you were wonderful. You were a great singer. You're still a great singer. You're a great athlete. You were smart as heck, and you went through college and made it, you know, but you've been getting told how smart you are, how pretty your green eyes are. I know right now everyone that I just said that to, if you got green or blue eyes, you probably are crazy. No, I'm just 
that that's a joke. I don't mean you're crazy. But, you know, people will start buying into the myths, the personal mythology of whom other people say that they are. And it may be some truth in it. You know, you may actually be. You, you know, I've got, I know some women that come to my office and friends of mine, these women have been fine since they were eight years old, nine. They had curves at nine and still got them. And some of y'all, you were a little obese. Okay, your butt was fat when you was little, and you still fat now. Or you were skinny when you were little, and you still skinny now. And that left you with a complex. You don't. You just got a chip on your shoulder. And I'm talking about men and women. I'm not just talking about women now. I'm talking about both. So I'm saying all that to say this. That's one of the reasons why men don't commit. It's not that they don't want to commit. It's that they have never been in a position to see themselves with clarity. Now, peep game. If you can't see yourself with clarity, how in the hell are you going to be able to see someone else clearly? Doesn't that just make sense? Of course it does. And and what we do as men and women, but I'm talking about men, we get this thing where we don't know how to feel secure with other people because we're not secure with ourselves. You know, I'm, I'm going to share some of my junk with you, if I may. When I was growing up, I'm an adopted child. So that's, you know, and you know how black folks did it back in the day. Your mama had your butt out of wedlock. They go and take you to go stay with an aunt or uncle, and they raise you like you're their child. Then you end up screwed up in the head because you know that you have a natural mother, and this person isn't your mother, but this is your mother. So now you got this little bitty war going on within yourself and between these two people, one that gave you up so you could have a better life, but they have a guilt trip and they remind you of it all throughout your life. And then the other people that raised you that were your mom and dad and did take you to the game and to church and whoop you. And, well, okay, some of you people need a whooping and ain't never had one, but I'm talking about people like me that got raised by some good old-fashioned People, you know, some good old mountain folk, you know, as they say in Jamaica. But the truth be it is that left me with a void. I was always the only black kid in all white school. Always when I got around my relatives, the black relatives, they said I talk, dress, and act like a white boy because my parents were doing fairly well, especially for black people at that time, doing extremely well. So I grew up not really being embraced with my own race. I didn't have any brothers and sisters. Hell, I played with spot and old people. So my friends were all old black folks and old white folks. So I didn't relate well to people my age. And by the time I did, I wanted to fit in and I wanted them to like me. I'm saying that not for you guys to be trying to seduce me, but I'm saying that for you to really think about, okay, have I really looked at this guy I'm dealing with and have I looked past the suits and the shoes and the fact he's packing and got some muscles and got a six pack and the fact that he knows how to make your toes curl and, you know, he bought your child a toy or a pizza or something, you know, are we looking past that to see him for the person, for the vulnerable being he is? Probably not. 
But what we have done, ladies, is we've gone and put him in a damn box. We've already decided. Deborah Duncan, my my mentor and dear, dear friend, is at CBS here in Houston at the affiliate here. And Deborah says, you know, girls, how many times have you just sat there and wrote his last name by your name? You know, and when I say girls, I'm talking about it's some women 50 years old doing that. I remember I was dating a woman once and uh, years ago, and she would say, young, make me yours, make me yours. And I was like, what? And I'm not trying to make it sound like I got it going on like that. What I'm saying is that she had her vision of what we were, but I wasn't thinking about that. I was looking at her curves and her butt and her hair, and you know, I wasn't seeing the vision. As a matter of fact, ladies, let me give you some comfort. Most men are not seeing what you see. It is inherently true that for the most part, women are smarter than men or mature faster, but here's why. You guys get this thing called a menstrual cycle while we're out riding bikes. And every month, whether you want to acknowledge, play, go somewhere, you got to deal with the fact that, one, you have to respect time. So now you are forcibly being uh, unwillfully a participant in counting 28 days or more or less a month. Just anticipate your cycle so you don't get caught slipping. Men don't have anything other than, you know, where's my sandwich? What time do I need to get up? We are like primal. The other thing, ladies, is once you have a baby, not even have the baby, but once you're pregnant, you experience feeling life growing inside of you. You experience these things in these times that uh, no one else can pick up on. The things that are going on with you, men are in the total abyss. We don't know anything about it. We cannot relate until we see the baby, the reality of pregnancy. We don't understand what it's like to walk around with life in us. Now, here's what happens. Time goes by. We catch up a bit. We get out of college or we get our certification or a permit, a license, or whatever it is that we're using to make a living. We've had a couple of women, and we find that girl at a young age. Sometimes it's high school. And I'm going to tell you, when a boy falls in love in high school, Lord Jesus, he's gone. You know, he starts, as the old people say, he starts smelling himself. And and the other thing is we we forget, I why is this on? Why do we, um, why does this guy not see me? Why does he not see himself? What is it about me that he can't appreciate? What am I doing wrong? Is there something I said? Is there something I did? And you good women are left in the shadows, and this man, when right when you think you got him figured out, next thing you know, he's gone. This dude went to the store, and he said, I'm going to the store, and he never came back. And literally, that is truly how some brothers handle stuff. We don't understand the depth and breadth and width of feelings 
the way that women do until we've been hurt. Now, here's your, here's your dilemma. For a man that's been hurt, women always want to dismiss that away. Well, I'm going to tell you why. And you ladies that have boys, you help create this problem. And fellas, we created too. But what is it that we heard growing up? If a little boy falls down, get up. You'll be all right. Quit acting like a little sissy. You ain't no little punk, man. Come on, you're a man. Big boys don't cry. So what we learn to do is shut down our feelings. But what happens with you guys? A lady, a little girl falls down. What do we say? Oh, did you hurt yourself? Women, you know, here's some um, psycho babble or some clinical stuff. A baby girl looks, gets looked in the face and in the eyes from birth all the way up through age seven or eight. Daddy makes eye contact with her. Mommy makes eye contact. They talk in proximity to one another. But boys, no. We shout orders back and forth of our young men. Even while they're in the, when they're playing as children, some dads, I did it with my son. I go pick his little butt up and play with him and what have you. But, you know, I, that's because I was doing what my dad didn't know to do with me. Cicero loved me to death. I had a wonderful father. But I didn't get hugs. And the man didn't look at me and say, I love you. He did. My mother, and this is just the time that I grew up in, a lot of black families are Hispanic families, and I'm mixed with both. They don't do that. You know, we their, their version of I love you is don't you have on some shoes? You got on shoes. I love you, boy. Hell, if, you, if I didn't love you, you wouldn't have no shoes. You know what I'm saying? That's something that's real. Or if I didn't love you, hell, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't be buying you nothing. Well, how if that is the way? that we learn about intimacy and affection, is it a real, is it a, like a leaping stretch uh, for you to figure out that this guy isn't capable of reaching you? He isn't capable of being where you are at, to the level that you're there? Is it no secret? Does it take Einstein to figure out that how can someone do better when they really don't know any better? Isn't that something to think about? Think about that for a minute. Now, let's just say you're, and I, I can hear you talking. I can hear some of y'all talking now. He ain't got no problem with my panties. It's off. Well, look, boo, first of all, why are your drawers off to start with? But that's a whole nother conversation. It, have you stopped to think that men don't equate sex with love? And many of us, and, and I'm not saying all men, so don't go and say, well, Dr. Young said, no, 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 no. I'm saying the majority of men don't equate love with sex. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why we don't equate love with sex is we just don't know better. We are to us, if you stop and think about it, even in sports, what uh, what do we get when we get a touchdown? Somebody walk by and hit you on the back. Hey, good good job. What do we do when our son makes A's? We just give him some money. Well, in my family, they'll take you out to go get ice cream or your favorite whatever, buy you some toy. So our reward system becomes quite superficial at a very early age. We do not understand how to really appreciate connectivity, where women, 
Look at the stuff you're reading. You're reading books, and you got toys, Ken, Barbie, Wilma, Fred. You know what I'm saying? Everything with women, y'all are playing like you're getting married, and you're playing like you got a baby, and you're playing like you got a husband. And, you know, if you see a man playing like he got a baby and playing with dolls, we already know that brother is going to be on the Real Housewives of Atlanta talking about, hated it. Well, you get my drift. But he's not the guy that's going to be marrying you. But the guy that is going to marry you, the guy that you want, he is, more, he is just emotionally unintelligent. He is devoid. And to borrow my boy George Clinton, what's up, Carlin Thompson? But, you know, I got to say, what's up, Yvonne Hamilton? I love y'all. That's George Clinton's family. And, you know, but, you know, the dog in me is real for a man because we're not we're not shown to be the teddy bear. We're taught to be the dog. We're taught to be the predator. We're taught to make something happen when ain't nothing happening. Seldom. Or never, let me just say never, I won't even say seldom. Have you ever seen a man get in a situation where somebody told him, yeah, now I want you to hold her tight and just listen to her? That's important. Hell no, ain't nobody told us that. You know what they told us? This is what they told us. Damn, she fine, man. You see that? And, you know, if you're a white dude, you're looking at some size double D boobs. If you're a brother, you're looking at booty. If you're weird, you're looking at elbows and feet. I don't know what it is about wanting to kiss on somebody's feet, but if that's your thing, have at it. But but you, you get me? We don't understand. We have not been taught to love. Now, with that said... I know my producer is looking at me saying, could we please take a break, Dr. Young? So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and I want you – I'm going to play a song uh, by my boy out of Atlanta, Georgia, named King Malachi with Dionysus. There's a song called Baby Your Love, and this is really how men are feeling about you. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you how to get your man to show it. King Malachi and Dionysus from the Black and White Project. We'll be right back. Baby, you love. It's just that real. And the way that I feel, I can't conceal. I'ma give you my heart. It's just that real. Cause baby, Of a woman that is my cocaine. I buy it sometimes, but it's not a drug. It's just the way that I feel when you're giving me love. Drink you in a cell phone cup. Everything slowed down, but I'm not screwed up. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. We need to make love, baby, one more time. Pray for the day that you say I do. Why lie to my homie when I do need you? So smooth, me so rude. When I first met you, speak game at you. King Malachi, at that time wasn't in my right mind, had a nigga mind state, whole nother name but you still saw beauty, making up a king, doing my duty, rock movies in due time, the pleasure's all mine, I wanna see you draped in jewels, keep your tail like Amber Rose. 
one day you're gonna see us in that drop top wall or something. I exposed a few of my goals cause you really touched my soul. Unusual and super sexy But it ended broken hearted faster than it ever started I still love her to this day if she would only let me Yes, we were the best of friends, whatever happened I am asking you this now to see some hour if I could rekindle the passion But you sit and laughing I never took the action all the time to realize that I was just too busy rapping And I am sorry, I wish I could say goodbye The only woman in my life beside my mom that made me cry I broke it off with you around the time that Oprah died But every time I think of you, it's me that dies the most inside Oh well, man Yes, that's how it goes When you trade in your woman to mess around with these toes Hacking self is overzealous in your heart it froze But baby seems that your love's the only one I'll ever know So that is my boy, King Malachi Dionysus in, out of Atlanta, Georgia. You need to pick up the Black and White Project. It is very sexy music on that thing. Um, back to this. So now, I made you a promise. I'm going to tell you how to get dude to see you. Things that I find most beautiful is when you can look at a woman and see her for more than what she sees. And I'll Pilar Sanders, the ex-wife of Miss Dion, uh, Dion Sanders. What's up, girl? Just want to send you a shout out. Um, what What's going on with this is men have some triggers, and I'm going to tell you what they are. I'm going to start, ladies, by giving you the easy stuff that you do to drive them away. All right, everybody. Most people, except for Dr. Young, because I'm ignorant, but the rest of y'all, when you date people, you tend to come to the table being so sweet. He done took a bath and put on some aqua velva. You know, you got on some Estee Lauder. Well, I hope y'all ain't wearing that out-of-date mess, but you get my drift. You done took a bath, got your hair burned, didn't even get your ear burned by the by the beautician. He went and got a haircut now. You got a weave that's three weeks old, that's stinky, and he needs to go get a shave, right? I mean, we start out, best foot forward. You're holding hands. You're talking. You go to dinner. But see, what happens is after you get used to each other, now when he sees you, you got rollers in your head. And and, and first, let me say this. I'm a real dude. So long as you keep your figure or whatever it was that attracted me to you, I could care less about rollers in your head. Don't have them in your head every damn time I see you. But, you know, sometimes we Skype and we talk and that's cool. That's just normal. But what I'm talking about is when you get to a point, you know that sister that's at the grocery store at Walmart with them flannel pajamas on with them animal house shoes, her, 
Don't you be, uh, don't you ever be her. And please get your damn toenails done. I saw a woman with toenails look like she could get up a tree faster than a squirrel. I ain't lying. So keep, you know, but you keep yourself together is what I'm saying. Because men, a lot of men, they get with you. And after you get around, you just start farting around the man and and digging in your nose or whatever else. So that's one thing. Men get paranoid when you change from being what they met to you are. Here's another thing. If you want the brother to commit, and and I'm going to tell you, here's so some of y'all are going, oh, here he go, talking about what women need to do. Boo, sit down somewhere and shut up. You, you, the lad, you don't even have a man, so you be quiet. Anyway, here's the point. The way that you get a good dude, I'm talking about the kind of brother that's husband material, daddy material, is you first have to understand that he's probably been hurt. He's with you because he likes you, but you have to do passive. I'm going to show you just the greatest game in the world. My auntie pulled it on me when I was little. You can tell I'm country. I just said my auntie, right? But my auntie pulled this on me and my cousin. She, we were in her house. And she said, I, I, I was trying to move the furniture. Could you move it? Ooh, y'all so strong. Mm, well, and I couldn't reach that. Could you reach up there and get that? Part? And when she got finished, that helped and had us move her whole house around, getting stuff out, taking out trash, all that paying us compliments and giving us attention and giving us some homemade ice cream and some, ooh, that pie was off the chain. I can still taste it. But some apple pie. I mean, seriously. So what happened was that my old aunt had game. So, ladies, you need to have some. And the other part of it is you need to know that what God gave you that got you to get this dude, if you just keep putting that out there, you're going to keep him. Even if he doesn't even know you're going to keep him, I'm telling you, men are like little boys, and we at places and in circumstances where we feel secure and where we feel honored and validated. Why in the hell do you think these dumbass men go to titty bars all the time? Pardon what I said. Yes, I said titty bar. Every woman got some titties, okay? No big deal. But but the truth of it is, we, why do we go? It ain't for the titties, and it ain't for the hamburger. I'm telling you now. Yes, it is because we kind of freaky and we like looking at vaginas and seeing naked women and all that. I get that. But the point, the reason why we really go is because those dancers, and I don't go to titty bars anymore. It's a waste of my time. Or Gentleman's Club, if that's really hurting some of your ears. I'm sorry, dear. I, I know you're holier than the rest of us, and I did not mean to hurt your ears. I'm sorry. Hey, everyone listening, let's not hurt her ears. All right? Your ears okay, boo? Anyway, back to the reality that the rest of us live in. Um, so at these gentlemen's clubs, these women have learned how to tell your pot-bellied pig of a man how handsome he is. And when he fixed her car while she was doing something strange for some change, she actually thanked him and probably really liked him. So men go where they feel like somebody wants honors and respects them. And I'm not saying, ladies, it's all about the man. I did not say that, but I'm trying to tell you and give you the game on how to get a good dude to commit to you, okay? That's the show topic, so let's stay with it. The other thing, brothers, and this is from me talking to a group of men. I mean, and this isn't Dr. Young's opinion. This is when I wrote a book called Break Up, Don't Break Down years ago. 
uh, about two or three years ago, I asked, I interviewed like a thousand men, thousand women, just asking and look. And then I did some, you know, ethnography, which is studying people from a distance without them knowing it. I wasn't stalking nobody, quit tripping. But, you know, I was really wondering, okay, what makes a relationship work? Why is it this couple can make this thing right for 30, 40, 50 years and and they value every day? Y'all make way more money than them. Both y'all got it going on. Y'all get married and stay together a year. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? So the other thing brothers were saying was like, you know what? I need my space. So, ladies, let me give you a hint. Just because the dude ain't with you, do not think that he's off wanting to go get him some. But it's a strain on a relationship when women think that a man is being selfish, silly, or making up excuse to go out and cheat because he wants some space. The smart woman knows that a man needs his space and doesn't trip. She's confident enough to know that each person needs their own space because, to be honest, baby girl, just because you're crazy enough to let your kids occupy all your damn time and and your mom and them and, you know, if you, if we try to get your phone out your hand, you're going to have a seizure, you're crazy. You don't need all of that. As a matter of fact, neither does he. Good relationships, both parties give the other par, per, person room to have friendships with their friends, to go out and have a drink, or just to, you know, before you start cohabitating, you don't need to be at his house every day. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm not going to say you don't need to call each other every day, but if you miss a day talking or something, that doesn't mean he's out screwing somebody. As a matter of fact, he may be on his grind trying to keep coming the very stuff that made you like him, like he had his own crib, his own car. He had a dream and a vision for his life, right? Now, here's another thing. Brothers complain about women wanting too many things. Now, ladies, I'm not saying you shouldn't want things. Hell, I know I want things, and I'll be damned. I date a broke woman. I'm not broke. Boo, you don't need to be broke. You know, because if we both doing bad at the same time, what the hell are we going to do? You know, take turns holding the sign up at the intersection? I'll be damned. So what I'm saying to you is it's okay to want things. But some brothers can't afford a Range Rover and to take you to Del Frisco's. And, and you know, some black men, I'm, I'm just quoting what these brothers said because I wrote this stuff down. Some black men say black women are unrealistic in their expectations and want far too much and and can't appreciate a good, hardworking man who isn't asking them for too much. Now, I'm going to tell you, like, just let's keep it real. If you're dating a brother like me, <laughs> no, boo. I have a house note at the crib that's $1,000. My office note is $1,000. I have to fly back and forth to Atlanta every couple of weeks stay at the Intercontinental or wherever I'm staying, that's another $1,000. I haven't even gotten to paying for search engine optimization, rent for employees, for assistance, for materials I need. In other words, my overhead is easily six to six to $10,000 every month. And that's a month where I'm not doing too much. So why would I date a woman that ain't got nothing off for me? Because, boo, if we end up together... And I say, well, hey, pay the light bill. The light bill up in this sucker is $300, okay? So don't look at a man 
thinking that if he's not whining and dining you all the time, something's wrong. I mean, that's Kanye and Kim. And we already know the mental health of those two crafty individuals, don't we? Hmm. Well, I ain't going to say they're both crazy, but if that's what you think, I might be inclined to agree with you. Uh, but but the truth is, it's okay to want the things you need. And, and I do this. If I'm dating a woman, you can count that we're probably going to go out to dinner at least three or four times a week. You can count that we're going to the movies because I love the movies and I love to go by the ocean. That's just me, but boo. I would do that if you weren't in my life, <laughs> you know, and that's another thing you want to look at. You, if you date a man that's always trying to impress you, he's fake. And and I'm not going to say that a brother can't take good care of a woman. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is look for how honest he's being with you. And let me go back down the list. So act the way you did when you meet him. Get to do some space. Don't want a whole bunch of stuff. Now, here's something. men have a real, real, real issue about sex. And here's the deal. Be you. Stop trying to be what you think he wants you to be. If you got a 90-day rule, throw that crap out the window because here's the truth. What if he waits 90 days before he takes you out to eat or does anything with you? Is that all right? No. So go with the flow and have no expectations. Now, I did not tell you to open your legs like the doors of Walmart and let everybody come in. I didn't say that. What I am saying is don't have hang-ups about sex. And and I'm going to tell you another thing that's a turn-off. Don't be trying to make a man be a certain way. All men are not the same, just like you're not the same. I remember when I was a young guy in my 20s, you know, I like most young dudes feeling on women. And this chick said, you know what, your hands are just all over me. You're, you're grabbing at me. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't realize I was just being a freak back then. But, you know, now that I'm a more mature seasoned man, that's I don't even roll like that now. And if, and if anything, men don't, real men, and I'm talking about the brothers you want. I'm not talking about Mr. Putain Happy. You know what Putain is. Don't play like you don't. Mr. Happy over here. I'm talking about a man that can watch you change your clothes, and he ain't going to get up running after you like a dog after a piece of meat. Because real men, they know what your body looks like. They've seen a woman naked before. And that's the brother you really do want. Now, if he does that all the time, that might be a problem. That means you you probably don't turn him on or you don't know how to or, you know, he just is emotionally unavailable. But the truth is, enjoy sex. And I'm going to tell you, if you've got your child in the room, I'll go ahead and get them out now because I've already said enough. They're going to be telling what's a teddy bar? Is that a bar where? Never mind. You take babies, you know what I'm saying? But the the deal is, is your child out the room? Hurry up. Go on. Get G.I. Joe. Get you a sippy cup, some juice. Get your little bind out of your kid. Your baby gone? Your dog already looks at you funny because of the things you've done in front of them. So we're not going to worry about pets, but children's got to go. All right, here we go. All men don't want to smell you and your lack of hygiene. So if you are having sex or about to have sex and you knew you just went in there to go urinate, TT, you know what I'm saying? Wash yourself off, child. And if you did number two, really wash yourself off. That's not nice, okay? That's not nice. And and if you're dealing with a brother, that doesn't matter to y'all keep y'all nasty butts out of my office and y'all need Jesus. But normal people, 
they care about how you smell. The other thing is always when it and this is sex stuff again. Initiate it sometime, but don't go overboard. Don't be like lay down. You know what I'm saying? No, this is not twelve years a slave. You know, you ain't got to act like he got on a crocus sack shirt and stuff, how you treat him. Be gentle and ask him, you know, what's your favorite position? And and get in it. Because I know, you know, just being honest, some people, they don't like certain positions. Like with me, missionary style and me on my back, I ain't feeling none of that. I, I'm, I like to be up and about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to lay down, I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So... We don't want that, but I, that that's me. That's not every dude. Some other guys like, yeah, I love to be on my back. I can seize the moon. Okay, well, you look at the moon. But but the point I'm making is don't think that men are cookie cutter, meaning what happened with the last one works with this one, et cetera. And, and here's some reasons why brothers pull away. Uh, oh, let me give you these last couple. Right, don't be no drama queen, because the brothers like oh, every brother I talked to said, "Man, I do not like no loud, uh, head jerking, finger popping." You know what I'm saying, that chick, and you white sisters out there, my beautiful little vanilla girls, y'all are starting to act worse than black women. I saw one of y'all up in the store the other day popping gum, and I swear to God, I started to ask, "Is your name Shaniqua?" But it wasn't, but it was close. Anyway, so don't, and the, here's this other thing. If you are the woman that you have everything you want, you're driving your Mercedes, your BMW, your Austin Martin, you may be pushing a Bentley, whatever, okay, fine. Okay, and you've made senior partner at the law firm or you're the director uh, or the vice president of something, Sister, I applaud you, okay? I'm down with you. You Let's say you got a, a badge that's bronze or gold and not tin. You know, you're not a regular officer no more. You, you're a detective. You're a sergeant. Uh, you own that beauty salon. You don't just do hair there. You own that restaurant. Okay, I get you, sweetie pie. I cannot wait to go to sweetie pies. I swear to God, I'm going to go in there and eat. Anyway, back to this. When you're doing all of this stuff, Sister, leave that at work. You can't come home telling your man, I bet not catch you in the bathroom peeing, standing up. You know what I'm saying? You can't be that way. You can't be telling him you paid a cost to be the boss. And even if you do make money, more money than him, don't throw that in his face. And certainly don't be talking about what your ex-husband would do because I'm going to tell you the two things that sink ships with women with good men. When you say, if you was a real man, what the hell is that? Don't do that, boo. Don't, especially if you got a guy you like. And another thing, don't ever, when you're having sex, say something like, well, you like you guys, or, you know, I like men. Um, you know me. I like intelligent men. I like, I like tall men. I like black men. When you say stuff like that to a man, let me tell you what he hears. He hears that it's not about him. You're just attracted to an attribute. Men are like little boys. You cannot use catch-all phrasing, even in a compliment to the average guy, because he is going to pull away from you. Believe that, okay? Believe that. Now, let me give you some tips on what to do 
um, when you're dealing with your man. If you're in a relationship already, get to do some space. Um, use the time apart to make you better work out, you know, do some homework, work on study. Don't be out with some other guy because you're giving this guy some space. That's going to sink your stuff real quick, okay? Next thing, don't wear panties around him all the time. The number one thing that turns men on, we are visual and we are tactile, meaning see it, taste it, feel it, smell it, you know, hear it, right? So always smell good. Always make yourself sexual to him. I don't care what you're doing. You could just accidentally throw something on the floor and bend over. If he can see your vagina, I promise he won't be trying to get up in someone else's. So unless he's got a sexual addiction or something crazy, you need to let him see whatever it is that turns him on on your body. If it's your nipples, if it's your booty, if it's your vagina, whatever. Just do that. And and get rid of them Don Kings in your panties. You know what I mean by Don King? You got enough hair where it looks like you have a hamster in your drawers. That's not cool. Get rid of that. All right. Now, for you ladies that are single, and you got a guy now that you're kind of scratching your head going, I like this cat. He may be the one. First thing, tell the man you like him. Quit playing that damn game. Just say, you know what, out of the guys I've dated, it's something about you that's different. And then be able to tell him what it is. Don't be memorizing what Dr. Young said. What did Dr. Young say? Tell this fool again. Uh, when I met you, it's something about you that's difficult. I did not say that. I said different. You know what I'm saying? So use your own words. The other thing is as you get to know each other, always before you go to his house or he comes to yours, call him first and say, is it okay if I come through? And if he says no, don't bring your butt over there trying to see why he said no. The man might just not feel like being bothered. But here's the deal. When men know that you're spying on them and don't think that you're so slick that you're going to go tell your girlfriend, uh-huh, uh-huh, come here, come here, Barbara, me, you, and Elizabeth, we got to go for a ride, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that because he knows Barbara and he knows Elizabeth. And if he looks out his car and he just happens to be getting a paper pulling out the driveway and see y'all, you can't duck down fast enough to hide your stupidity because that's what that is. Always remember this, ladies. You're being you. If that ain't good enough, nothing is. Did you hear what I'm saying? All these little things I'm sharing with you does not mean change who you are. I would hope that you don't want to smell like TT. I would hope that you would like to, you know, it's okay, rollers. It's okay. It's okay to not always be dressed up. But sometimes, at least, if I'm going to give you a ratio because I know there's somebody sitting out there right now eating a bowl of cereal. Why in the hell are you eating cereal this time of night anyway? But anyway, while smacking on your Fruit Loops, whatever, you 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 can't always be this chick that's on her period around your man. And what I mean by on your period, because I don't want no letters from y'all, I mean just where you don't got so comfortable, where you just you know you basic, you you don't try to. Look special. You don't try to make his and and I can hear you now saying, but Doctor Young, hell, he doesn't do it for me. That's your dumb butt for fooling with a man that's trifling. But before you kick him to the curb, why don't you say something? Why don't you just say, you know what? We both of us have started taking each other for granted. 
I'm going to go get my hair done. Why don't you hit the barber shop? And tonight, let's go have some fun. And when you and while a man, while you know, before he leaves, a blowjob always makes the night better in a relationship. I promise you, get a man some head. Do something to get his attention and let him know that you still that chick. You know, don't go be that chick cheating on him with some other guy. Or don't. I'm gonna tell you the number, the three reasons why men cheat on women. And you write this down. The first one isn't sex. It's support. They feel that this other person notices what's good about them, and they say something about it. It's support, not sex. The next reason is sex. It's because this other woman is showing nipples, booty. She's not sitting up there eating three pressed ham sandwiches and some pork rinds and coming in with some animal house shoes on and some raggedy panties. No. It's because when he looks at her, he's looking at her butt, her legs, her boobs, or whatever, right? And she's keeping it lotioned up, cocoa buttered up. She's not wearing some cheap perfume, and she looks like a lady. Men, I don't care. If your man works in the tar pits of hell, he likes a feminine woman. And ladies, I'm going to tell you something else. Don't be scared to go tell him to wash his mustard behind because I could understand it when you're saying, I am not giving this fool some head and and his testicles smell like a stockyard. I get it. So tell your man, while you're in there, would you do me three favors? Would you use the toilet first, then clip your nails, then take a shower in that order and brush your damn tooth? You know, you get me? So that way he can be attractive to you because a good men need a woman that's going to kind of like push them to stay at their best. And when you're doing all that, don't sound like his mother. Say, you know what, that's the way you were when I met you, and that's the man I fell in love with, and I want you to stay that way. And if he says something fly, tell him to kiss your butt and just leave because he ain't worth your time, okay? Now, speak a language that brothers respond to. You know, and don't overdo it. Just sometimes just say, well, what do you think? Men love to tell you what they think, even if you don't give a damn, because I know I certainly wouldn't. But the truth is, just say, well, what do you think? Or say, I really want to look good for you. Can I work out with you so you can train me? I don't want another man training me. I don't want another man touching me. When you say things like that, brothers go, hmm. And here's the thing about this commitment thing. No man is going to get committed to a woman that feels insecure, that's pressuring him about getting into a relationship, because here's what happens. And, I, and I've seen it in my office a million times. People that dated and got along for three years, get married, six months later, they get a divorce. And people ask me, Dr. Young, how in the hell does that happen? Real simple, because when you had autonomy, you could be you and she could be her. But when you got together, you smothered each other. You became possessive and demanding. You'd stop listening. And, and here's a big thing. Relationships require laughter. Quit being so damn serious and stop taking yourself so serious. Ladies, it is not that crucial. And if you have a little child, especially a boy, you want this man to be, and I didn't say abdicate your role as a parent for this dude. I did not say that. 
Um, but here's the deal. I want you to um, let him have some say-so, and here's how you do it. Because that will tell you if this guy is really husband and father material. You ask him, would you talk to my son about his behavior and have him do it while you're standing there? It will let you know real quick, I do not want this ignorant fool around my baby. Or to let you see, okay, at least in front of me he's pretty good. Let me give him a little more rope and let them go to McDonald's or something together and then ask your son, what did you think about it? How did he act? What did he do? How did he treat you? And don't get mad if that man tells your son to shut his little behind up when he's being disrespectful because all of that's part of getting a good man. Now, here's the next thing. When you want him to let his guard down, let your guard down. Isn't that something? Lead by example. Here's the truth, ladies. All good relationships are forged by good women. Men don't make good relationships. Women do. Men open them up. Men may shut them down, but it's always a woman that is the backbone of a family. So just accept that. That's why God put you here. You're here to nurture. That's why you have a womb. That's why you can give birth. Duh. The other part, to some reasonable degree, hold him accountable. And I'm not saying, I thought you told me you was going to cut the grass, Henry. I mean, if you got to tell him all that, Henry ain't about nothing because he should want his grass cut. But the truth is, there are times when you may have to say, baby, you know the yard man cannot do the yard the way you do it. So would you please, you and the, my son or you and our son or whatever the case may be, uh, take care of our yard because this house represents our family. See, in other words, don't make it about what he didn't do. Make it about what he can change because he did it. I'm going to repeat that again. Don't make it about what he didn't do. Make it about what he can change, okay? And lastly, if your man has gotten to a point where your sex life sucks or you guys don't hold hands or go to the movies, look in the mirror when you get dressed and be honest with yourself. Do you like what you see? Because if you don't, he probably won't. And change up your style a little bit. You know, if you part your hair on the left, part your hair on the right. I mean, really, it is that simple. Okay, you can't go and buy those red-bottom shoes, but you can go buy a pair of cheaper shoes from a resale shop that are still fly. I'm going to tell you something. These rich women don't even wear it. I got a homegirl. This chick buys shoes. Don't even take them out the box and end up taking them to the resale shop. So if you catch up with a fool like her, you, you're going to sit there and buy you about a $500 pair of shoes for 100 bucks or 50 bucks. So go to the resale shop and get your wardrobe straight. Go to the beauty school and ask them to give you their best student to do your hair because you've got an important date coming up. It doesn't take money to be at your best. And last but not least, love doesn't love anybody. Stop going into relationships with expectations. Just go into them appreciating what's there. You know, and, and here's some signs of a good man because I, I – and, okay, my producer's like, would you give him some time to what a good man is? I, I hear you, boo. Calm down. You know what? I think this girl needs to stay out of Starbucks. 
Um, that coffee is strong. It's real strong. But but here's the truth. Real good men do these things. They listen to you. They don't wait to talk. They really listen. They will open your door, show you some courtesy. They will tell you, baby girl, that idea is whack. They're not going to just go along with everything you say. Because if a man can't make you a better woman, why do you need him? He will be honest about his finances instead of trying to play like he got it going on. And if he does have it going on, is this fool always out making it rain and wasting money? Because when he gets old, he ain't going to have nothing. Look in for a man that is responsible. And he may not be rich yet. He may be hell. If you were dating me right now, you'd be like, oh, my God, what what is it this month? But, you know, I have ups and downs, but I'm steady growing. So look for growth in a man. Look for a guy that he may not even do it on time, but does what he said. It may mean that he comes through maybe three months later, four months later with that money he borrowed from you, but he does pay it back sooner or later he comes through. Or he at least acknowledges he still owes it and it's bothering him. You know, look for a man that is kind to other people, especially children and old people people of opposite sex, look for a man that's able to laugh at himself. Because if he can't laugh at uh, himself, he will surely always make you feel bad about you. How does he love God? Whatever God is to him, if it's Jesus Christ, if it's Allah, if it's the teachings of Buddha, even if the brother's an agnostic, does he have the respect to respect people that do have spiritual beliefs and a higher power? A man that is respectful, a man that is kind, and a man that is loving is exactly what you need. It's what you deserve and what you want. Now, my producers are saying we've got time to take a couple of calls. So if you are called in, our phone lines are totally lit up. They're jammed, as a matter of fact. Press the button one right now and we'll try to take a couple of questions about dating and whether you should kick kick this somebody to the curb or try to make it work with them and if you want to do that we're going to give you like uh let's do 30 seconds if in the next 30 seconds you want to ask a question press number one right now we're going to take your call caller you're calling from area code 803 your number ends in one seven Area code 803, number ending on 17. You're on with Dr. Young. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Shannon. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I'm doing great, Dr. Young. How about yourself? I'm blessed. So tell me what's going on. So my question is, I have a couple of friends and I who decided to join dating sites. And what we found Uh is that men were putting on these sites exactly the opposite of what they were looking for. We are three women. We are single under different circumstances. I'm a widow, one's Uh divorced, one's out of an abusive relationship and now divorced. And so Uh I'm just wondering, is that the norm out there? And what can we do to get a man to tell us the truth and what they really want? Every profile said the same thing, Dr. Young. Every profile said, I'm not looking for drama. And they're looking for, you know, long-term relationship when they weren't. They were just really looking for hookups. So what can we do to engage a man to be truthful with us, like you told us, you know, to look for the truthful man? Well, first, that is an excellent question. Uh, Second, I'm sorry for your loss. And third, 
God would only allow someone to leave your life when he's ready for them to go because he has something more ahead, right? So, That's right. Uh, with with all of that said, a real, authentic, and genuine conversation begins with, hi, my name is, tell me about you. And it doesn't matter who executes that dialogue. If it's the man or if it's the woman, the first time you talk to someone, you make sure that, and, and I'm going to be just so real with you, you can even have a little piece of tablet and a piece of paper because all it says is someone is taking you that serious, you know, and just tell them, look, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I love sex. I love dating. However, that's not what I'm here for, and I'm not trying to tell you I want you to get on bending knee, but go out with the guy. I always say give people two dates. The first one, everybody's fronting. The second one, it shouldn't be that artificial. It should be where you can laugh, how was your day, and talk. And if there, if there's a third date, then, you know, ask the questions that are politically incorrect. You know, ask them, well, where do you see yourself in about a year and a half from now? I always say, don't say a year, because some people are just going to say what sounds good, but just in about a year and a half. Where, where do you see yourself in your personal life? And when you say that to them, allow them the opportunity to talk. You know, a lot of us want to ask a question and then answer it right away. But the truth is silence makes things come out. So wait, sit about 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Let the guy tell you who he really is. And then here's the last part, and we're going to take this next caller. Always, but always believe what people tell you up front. I, you know, I had a, it's so funny, I had a sister tell me one day, well, you know what, I may have my MBA, but I'm a hood rat straight out of something. I'm like, you a what? Oh, hell no, boo. I ain't, I'm not trying to date a rodent. You dig? So people, especially men, we most men anyway, say what they mean and mean what they say. The trick is for you to pay attention to what he says as well as what he doesn't say, and see if his action matches words. Because you're right, anybody can write something on a profile, but the truth is people are stable over time. And after that second or third date, if it even gets to be a date, then you'll find out who you're dealing with because that body language and the things that people especially don't say tell you more than what they do. Does that answer your question? It very much does, Dr. Young. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Caller from, let's see, we're going to area code 678. The last two digits are 30, and we can take two more calls after this, okay? So get in the queue. The phones are lighting up. Area code 678. Uh, the last two digits are 30. You're on with Dr. Young right now. Hello, Dr. Young. How are you? My name is Q from I'm Atlanta. Blessed. And what's your name again? Q from Atlanta. Okay, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Man, life is fair. Life is fair. I must so applaud. So what's your comment? Uh, I, I've heard several shows. i got to applaud what you're trying to share. Um, I, I, I'll be very brief. Um, I really concur with you on a lot of points, is that um majority of us who are halfway decent, and I say halfway decent, we are really not uh, – into a lot of the concepts that uh, a lot of our counterparts are on. 
Uh, I what does ask, that mean? You explain that to you know, some people. I got it, but that just went straight over about fifty percent of folks listening heads. Go ahead and break that down. Well, very quickly, I I break down male mentalities as those who are really attempting in their heart and mind to be family men and those who are just wigging it. And, mm-hmm. you know, to to try to uh, uh, date someone or interact with someone, let me use that word, it's an investment. And there's mm-hmm. some of us males who think that, and then there's other males who don't think that or just simply don't care. I, I mentioned to a guy the other day, uh, when you speak to a woman, you need to uh, find out how she feels about fatherhood. He said, why is that? He said, because that's the type of uh, mentality you want. You want someone that values fathers, that in the event uh-huh. something will go wrong, they they have the same type of mindset you have about you. But uh, so that's how I break that down. Hopefully it, it didn't go over too No, no, yeah. that's good stuff. Good stuff. Keep yeah, going. I, I just really appreciate it because uh, I tell you, bro, I'm here in Atlanta, but I think that uh, I think that ladies don't understand. Some of the other ladies, they have been culturally raised to play the game, and when mm-hmm. they see potential, they lock in. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily go for who's cute and hope they turn out to be family men. They go in for, okay, he fits the family man structure my mother and father have trained me on. I'm locking that in. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I listen to your shows, man, and I'm glad you're sharing with them this type of stuff. Not all guys are perfect, but I think their number one thing, and maybe you can speak to it as I bow out, is picking guys that, because I even have it sometimes, women will pick me because of looks but don't have any knowledge of who I am and don't ask any questions about who I am. And yeah. therefore, yeah. that's the disconnect. But I'll bow out. you got other calls. I just wanted to let you know I'm hey, proud Keith, of what you're doing. That's good stuff, man. Great stuff. We love you, bro, and we appreciate your support. We've got a uh, moment we can take a couple of calls, so press 1 right now if you want to chime in and ask a question or get a comment. I definitely want to thank Q for his commentary. That was that was really uh, that was beneficial to all of us. If you're listening via Blog Talk Radio, you can call 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610, and press 1. You've got about one minute before we go ahead and take everything out the queue. I want to say this uh, just relating to what he said because that's where the show began. Pay attention not to just what you see, but what what does it mean? Where is it shaped? How is it formed? Where did he get his views on gender from? What things in life derailed his perception of himself, of other people, of how women should treat men and how men should treat women. And quit listening to these bankrupt, crazy folk that are kin to you, aunts, uncles, cousins. You know misery loves company, folks. You you know this. Stop letting other people leave you devoid of happiness because you're looking at life through their lenses. Now, with that said, here's the housekeeping for today. Uh, If you're having a relationship issue and you want to get you right before you go any further or you want to get you and this person right, 
you can contact my office, and this isn't a commercial. I'm trying to help create some strong relationships out there. You can contact my office at 877-508-2025. That's 877-508-2025. Hit extension 102. And just say, you know what, uh, I was listening to the show or whatever. I listened to this archive. Doc, I can't afford to get it wrong again, and I'm ready to invest in me. And no, this ain't free. I mean, it's not. You're going to have to pay 50 bucks to take some diagnostic tests. The session's going to cost you 215 But isn't that a hell of a lot cheaper than getting in a jacked-up relationship going crazy? And if it's and that's $50 a person. So if it's you and another person, 50 apiece, and you can split 215 that's 107 apiece. And you can stop from creating a train wreck before it happens. Or if you have a good relationship, we can identify right now what's good and what needs to be worked on. So that if it's going down the aisle or just going into cohabitation, you don't make a mistake, especially when you have kids involved. Now, the housekeeping. If you're listening via Blog Talk Radio, hit follow or subscribe or follow, I don't know what word it uses, the program, and you will get notifications. We come on around the world twice a week. Uh, This show is heard everywhere on the planet, from Australia to Auckland to England to Kuwait to Dubai, you name it. People are listening to this show. Millions of people tune into this show every week. And I don't take any of you for granted, not one of you. I'm so grateful, and I love you so much for supporting me. So, But hit the follow button. Another thing is we're doing some website maintenance. It's going to go to deyvonneyoung.org. So right now, if you're going to the website, going, where in the hell is this website? It hasn't gone anywhere. You can type in drdvonneyoung.net or .org. .org is where we're migrating everything to, and we're going to migrate from .com and .net to .org because we're much more about you than trying to be a commercial anything, and, and that's, that's just from the heart. Now, next bit of housekeeping, go to Facebook. Make sure you hit the like button on the D. Yvonne Young Arthur page. Spell like D. Ivan, D like in Derek, space I-V-A-N, Space Wall UNG, definitely hit the follow button there. Um, or on the personal page, I'm sitting up lecturing with some orange background. The other one there, I got a, a suit and what have you. So lastly but not least, I want to tell you this. I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. We're out. Have an awesome weekend.